It's beginning to look a lot like Hudgens. More and more and more. She was in high school for a while and then Princess swapped and then swapped again. And now we're here to watch the night before. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Hudgens. The less said about soccer. Coming soon to a theater near you, it's the Equalizers. A <laughs> podcast where two idiots drop a cinema similar to the love of a perfectly content solo film. My name is Mike Nolan. I am joined, as always, by the sequel to my prequel, the jingle to my bells, Madison Jones. Madison Jones, are you in good form? Jingle, jingle. I am in great form after the the wild Hutchinverse uh, week I had. Yeah, you and I both separately went down the rabbit holes of the three Vanessa Hudgens Netflix Christmas verse movies. <laughs> I told a friend of the show and Avenger Jackson F1 about this, but we watched Christmas the night before Christmas together. Um, and then after that, I decided separately, once I found out that there was a shared Hutchins verse uh, for Christmas, <laughs> to go to the, the Princess Swapped movies. And I watched 30 minutes of the first one, said, I can't do this, stopped. The next night, I watched the last hour. The next night, I started the second one, watched 30 minutes of it, I can't do this. And the next, so over four days, I basically, my evenings were watching Vanessa Hutchins' Christmas movies. And on day five, I was kind of like, this is weird that I'm not watching these. I watched them back i i well oh, i'm no. sorry i'm sorry uh, i didn't watch them back to back to back i watched night before christmas and then last night i watched princess switched and then switch princess switched again swapped again swapped again <laughs> yeah yeah uh back to back right after each other oh my god the i i don't know what to say i have so much to say yeah it's it's a lot there is uh, so much to say i don't know where to begin honestly okay i'm gonna let you guess okay i enjoyed one of these movies probably legitimately i enjoyed one only one of these movies i'm gonna get swapped again only because of the multiple switcheroos and a kidnapping yes absolutely based off of what i know about you that's the only thing that i think you would enjoy it's also totally a movie we would do that it would yeah. it would be the logical step that swapped we, again is what we would do. Swapped, swapped again is what we would do. Frequels. If I, I don't know if I want to recommend watching these. Um, I think if you want to if you want a wild ride of like pretty bad like Christmas <laughs> Christmas uh, romantic comedy, I say go for it. I will say the princess swap. Is it switched or swapped? Is it switched or so swapped? Swap. It's, it's <laughs> the princess swap. Or no, yeah, the princess switch. I think it's a princess switch, and the second one's called swapped again. I'm just gonna look it up now to make sure. Technically, it's the princess switch, and then the sequel is princess switch switched again. I just want to give a I want to give a rounding applause to the uh-huh. the writers of swapped again because switched again switched again. <laughs> you just you just had me. Clarify, I know. So I know. I know. Whatever. It doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. It doesn't. I want to give a round of applause to uh the people who uh, wrote switched again and just being like oh let's add a third vanessa hutchins character and do another switch like there's a three-way switch of vanessa hutchins so good and that it's not not only is it another vanessa hutchins but it's the most sort of like pseudo lady gaga like rich instagram influencer like lady ever vanessa Mm -hmm. hutchins and you know i don't give I'll give Vanessa Hutchins a, a round of applause for that too. I think doing one and a half different characters, I'd say, because uh, the yeah. um, Stacy's not much. Stacy, the Stacy character of her being no. Stacy actually isn't in the movies. 
that often. <laughs> it's pretty much everybody pretending to be her or her pretending to be somebody else. Yeah, yeah. There is one thing that like maybe not as a ba- <laughs> not as a backhand compliment like mm-hmm. that one was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. As a legitimate compliment, one thing Vanessa Hutchins does amazingly well, at least in the first two movies, is I use the phrase deletriously horny. Like, there's a moment where the love interest is doing something and she clearly, her entire brain is just on fire with being horny and there is nothing else happening in there. And she's staring blankly at them for a moment, but it is clearly like her entire body is she is full body horny and there is nothing else going on behind her eyes. Yeah. And she does that unparalleled. In my opinion, like it's sort of like there was a note from the director. It's like, you're really into this guy. And she's like, okay, I'll be really into him. And she does it legitimately. Like she does it well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that is legitimately like she is a master of just there is nothing going on behind her eyes other than absolute lust. Yeah. And we're splitting hairs a little bit, but Uh the princess switched. Mm -hmm. This princess switched movies are a gradient better than a night before christmas similar to christian mingle the movie um Mm -hmm. i said this in that episode but the night before christmas has Mm -hmm. the sort of like a lot of moments where it's sort of like a um story driven porno uh, but the sex never happens um Mm -hmm. because there are so many moments in a night before christmas where they are about to kiss or it seems like they're about to have sex and it just doesn't happen. Like, like it takes forever for anyone to kiss or do anything in any of these movies. Even though, like, there's so many like moments where they're where, where when they're trying to uh, when they put them together to have that happen. I don't know. I I almost hesitate to say one is better than the other in terms of the romance plots, just because it is kind of like two people are thrust together. They're very horny for each other, and then they just oh, actually, you're like a good person yeah we should get married and like that's kind of the romance there's not like any princess switch at least there's more like things in common or they complement each other better other than i'm a 13th century knight thrust into the future by a crone and like i'm a good person oh you're a good person too and we're both hot like it's just natural yeah that's that is like (laughs) honestly from Frequels from that description that Mike gave of a night before Christmas, you don't need to watch the movie. That is it. Like, it's like a good night uh, gets thrusted into the future, um, meets another good person, they fall in love, and then that's the movie. And the night is a hero sometimes. All right. So, Madison, there's one thing I know that you want to talk about before we get into any possible bits and any uh, movies, and that is where did that dog come from? Oh my God. Okay. So, 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 bear with me, everybody. In. A Night Before Christmas, uh-huh. there is, uh, I can't remember Vanessa Hutchinson's character's name. Was it? Uh, Brooke. 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 And it was Becky or Brooke. So Brooke um, has a sister with a daughter. And at the very beginning of the movie, the daughter uh, asks Santa for a puppy. And then the night comes from the past into the future. They fall in love. They do their whole thing. Then the knight com- completes his quest and then gets thrusted back into the past. So there's magic there and everything. And then on Christmas Day... Suddenly a dog shows up in Vanessa Hutchinson's niece's stocking. The parents don't know where it came from. Vanessa Hutchins' character, Brooke, doesn't seem to know where it came from. And they the movie never answers it. They say Christmas magic brought the dog. That's what the daughter thinks. And the Vanessa Hutchins is like, well, crazier things have happened. Which I, I get it. But they birthed into existence the idea that, like, Santa's real, I guess. Like, it's like, where did the dog come from? Do you know, Mike? 
Do you know where the dog came from? I mean, I have an idea, and it would be based more sort of on an idea I have for our sequel. Okay. But I have. we can dig into where the dog... I think we can use that as a small uh, touchstone for the movie. I don't know if it needs to be a huge plot point, but I have an idea of an angle for the sequel beyond just more Vanessa Hudgens's. Well, there is, and tell me if I'm nailing the... nail. uh, if I'm hitting mm-hmm. your nail on the head with with this, <laughs> there's a after credit scene or during credit scene of the witch appearing to Sir Cole's brother, and seemingly like she's going to send him somewhere and do something to him, similar to what she did to Sir Cole. And I missed that. Yeah. Okay. So her amulet glows again, just as it did when she talked to Sir Cole towards the beginning of the movie. And I assume like he was going to be thrusted into the future as well. And I'm like, wait, maybe she made him the dog. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe. Because uh... I don't know. The dog is the only plot point that isn't like resolved in a button. Sort of like in the Switched movies with the old man. That That's the thing that got me in those movies. That was my who's the fuck? Where where'd the dog come from? of the switch movies is that there's this old man in both movies who keeps showing up in random scenarios. It's like, Oh, he's the the cab driver. Oh, he's the um, guy running the shop. Oh, he's like an elf at the Santa village. Like, it seems like he's kind of like the spirit of Christmas, Mm -hmm. but there's no magic in those movies whatsoever uh, as a plot point. But it seems like he is, he is some, he is somewhat magical. So, in my classic sense, this old man is obviously a Christmas lich <laughs> who who travels and has his curse and has cursed this family. <laughs> let's um let's come back to the old man because again, like the dog, he ties into a vague idea I have for this film. You mentioned that there's no magic in this world, which is not true. Because the Buckwild Roller Coaster, it's time for us to talk about the Netflix Hudgens Christmas Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Because Princess Swapped, Princess Switched, and then Switched Again, take place in the same world as The Christmas Prince, starring uh, Rose McIver, which most people will know from iZombie. And there's like eight of those films or something ridiculous and like wild. They show up in Switched Again yeah. at the at the coronation. Now, I believe Brooke and Sir Cole show up as a, in a cameo in one of the Christmas Prince movies. which makes them all co-universal however in the night before christmas when she turns on the tv for sir cole one of the christmas prince movies is playing which implies that's a documentary yeah it implies the christmas prince movies are documentaries in the world of the vanessa hudgens it's kind of like they wrote themselves into a continuity error (laughs) like just like well and it's compacted based off the fact that when they're getting christmas decorations out uh and the niece and the night before christmas uh, they pull this big old acorn, and the aunt, who's the, or whatever the Vanessa Hudgens' sister, says, "Oh yeah, our parents got this on their trip to Montenero, which is the country that Margaret is now the queen of." Oh my god! Like I have so to. So these all are co-universal, and so there is canonically magic in the <laughs> Princess Switched movies because these are all the same universe and somehow the christmas prince movies the only explanation that tracks and follows everything is the christmas prince films are documentaries about that family that were shot and filmed and are aired in the 
Vanessa Hudgens cinematic universe. Yeah. Wow. We are not touching on the Christmas Prince movies. We didn't watch those. We, we just watched the Vanessa Hudgens ones. But now, you know, you know what? I'm so enchanted now. I might go and watch them. All right, uh, we're going to stop for... the recording. We're going to watch all of the Christmas Prince movies. <laughs> and we're going to come back. Yeah. No, but I might go watch them now because I'm just kind of like fascinated. It's kind of like watching a like a, a train wreck or I don't know, yeah. like, you know, it's a Christmas train wreck. Yeah. Christmas train wreck. There's our movie. It's like watching the Polar Express just derail. Jesus. Um, <laughs> that train full of children. Yeah. Good job, Madison. Sorry. Okay. Well, most most of the people on that train are Tom Hanks. So. <laughs> Tom the Hanks engine. Okay. <laughs> I know, like, whatever we do, those movies are going to come into play. Because it's just like, they built a universe, right? It's, as we said. I mean, yeah. The I think the Switched and the Night Before Christmas... We because you and I ended up both watching them. Those are on the table. I think we just kind of leave the Christmas Prince out of this. Yeah, because I've not watched any of them. I just know Rose McGyver's in it. I know that there's a baby. Like yeah. that's it because of the coronation scene. Yeah. Well, and there was a to touch on this a little bit more. There is a scene at the coronation scene, like where they do a very long pause on that mm-hmm. couple and the baby. Like we're supposed to know them from earlier in the movie or something like they're like characters and Mm -hmm. i understood it was a wink but it wasn't like a well done wink because it's like oh well maybe i've never seen the christmas prince movie so it's just like yeah oh good focusing on this random couple but in every single one of these movies at least in the hutchinverse movies there's always a scene of them sitting down and watching a movie and it's Mm -hmm. always one of the other movies right you know i think so yeah yeah did you want to touch on anything else? Because I have a few more things, or I have one more thing. Um, Everything else really is relevant to the pitch. Yeah, or to what we might do. I do want to touch on, um, and I'll give another, I'll give another resounding uh, round of applause for the uh, actor Nick. Uh, I think it's it's Nick Sagar. Uh, he plays okay. Kevin in the Switched movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, sexiest man alive, like pro- like probably like legitimately okay. like shots fired. All right, yeah, sexiest man alive probably um, uh, deserves it. <laughs> I Hollywood, you're doing a disservice if you do not at some point cast Nick Sagar as a young Barack Obama at some point. He has the sultry wow, the, okay. the sultry voice. He has the look, especially in the first movie with his if you've seen pictures of young Barack Obama, he has a similar haircut mm-hmm. and look. Um right build. Hollywood, get on that at some point. Nick Sagar, great love interest, great like yeah, yeah. And he was probably the best actor in the movie as well. I mean yeah. Vanessa Hudgens wasn't bad. I mean, she did three accents <laughs> across a movie, which is, I mean, one of them to some degree of success. Yeah. But I, uh, I mean, the funniest, the funniest she ever was when she was Fifi, the cousin and switched oh, again. Like that was. I just could not stand the word cuzzy. She kept saying cuzzy and I wanted to die was, every time. Cuzzy, 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 cuzzy. Yeah, I, I, I really love that character as as far as like a comedy, like the comedic relief of the movie, comedic villain. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked her her sidekick. So I, I messaged Jackson while watching it. They have huge Horace and Jasper energy. Yeah, like the kidnapping part of Switched Again really struck me because it looked the aesthetic, everything about it really felt like a riff off of the live action 101 Dalmatians. The ramshackle house that they're keeping her in, the way that the the two assistants are bickering. Like, it was just a huge, like, 101 Dalmatians vibe, which really I thought was awesome. Yeah. I mean, still hated that movie. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to touch on? Because I don't really have much else other than getting down to the work of the thing. Oh, besides that, I think will come 
up in the pitch uh, mm-hmm. is and I, in the Twitter live thread I did is that um, Sir Cole in A Night Before <clears throat> Christmas mm-hmm. saw a plane and he is like mm-hmm. a giant metal dragon. So canonically, uh, which fits in because there's a lot of magic in this world. He's seen mm-hmm. a dragon before and a, fl- yeah. a giant flying dragon. So you, I, you tweeted this like you were going to demand I recognize it even if I didn't want to. And I'll allow it. Like he's, you're right. I mean, when you're right, you're right. Yeah. And I kind of want that to fit in somewhere. And I have an idea for it, but I think okay. we should get it. I think we should get into it for sure. Okay. Our time starts now. So I had an idea okay. that the crone and the old man yeah. are Santa's siblings. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe they do like, they're like Christmas love or something like that. Like he does presents. He does the Christmas spirit. Does joy. And I'm talking Russell, or not Russell Crowe. I'm talking uh, Kurt Russell <laughs> Santa yeah. from the Christmas Chronicles. These are also co-universal with Christmas Chronicles. Okay. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Netflix originals, right? So. Yeah. Uh, that's the point of our Christmas episode is watching the Netflix originals. Yeah. So co-universal, they're, they're his siblings. They can be a little bit more impish like. Yeah, I'm just going to go find a couple and make them fall in love. And, like, we can dig into that. So that's why I'm saying Santa brought the dog. Santa brought the now, dog. Okay. unless you have – unless there's a plot point you have in mind that implies with the dog, I'm fine with that too. That's my idea though. But the crone and the old man are sibling, Santa's siblings and they go around helping people fall in love at Christmas. My only idea was that the – uh, Sir Cold's brother, which I don't remember the name yeah. of, was yeah. got turned into the dog, and that was the setup for the sequel. Which we'll see what because ha- I know they're gonna make a new uh, another movie because they set it up. But I like this better. I like the idea of truly combining all of the Netflix cinematic universes by making that Santa brought the dog. And in like myth, right? Santa is an elf, so um, he. Uh, not in, as, uh, as of the heretical Christmas Chronicles 2, he is not an elf. He is a man. He is a man. Okay. But it would make sense. He does have magic. So like he, he, he is magical. Um, yes. And that's track. Yes. Um, so I think, I think that works well. Um, what I was going to say, um, my idea, uh, cause I really wanted to tie the dragon angle in and we already have these two magical figures in that now well now three if we're involving santa is that i was thinking that they like maybe one of them turns into a dragon at some point like maybe like Mm. because you know like dragons can turn into people people can polymorph into people to masquerade amongst others in medieval and D &D lore so uh, (laughs) mostly mostly the latter (laughs) yeah um yeah mostly the latter (laughs) what do you think about santa the crone and the old man being polymorph dragons and they're magical that would be messing a little bit with our uh, avengers universe santa but i'm not opposed to that to be fair I, i'm gonna pitch a different idea i want to be clear i'm not opposed to tweaking the ecu santa yeah this is not me trying to jealously guard my toys yeah, yeah um what if there is this is someone that they together as like a family had locked away some kind of evil anti-christmas dragon sure <laughs> and it somehow has gotten free and it has fallen now upon the League of Hutchinses. Yeah. Okay. To, so there, to, to slay this new dragon. Cole, the prince, whatever. Like there's a fourth sibling amongst them, right? Like yes, so a dark sibling. A dark sibling who is a dragon who does polymorph. And 
Um, it, they they are a Christmas dragon or, or an anti-Christmas, an antimatter Christmas or dragon. <laughs> do we want to do like a dragon heart scenario? Are you familiar with the dragon heart movies? I am not. But you can, uh, if you can. So in the Dragonheart movies, the first one especially, um, well, I, 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 it's been a while since I've seen them, but there's a point of where, like, if you're dying, the dragon gives you part of its life force, but now you are tied to the dragon. So if you get hurt, the dragon, uh, okay. if you die, the dragon dies. Half my heart to make you whole, its strength to purify your weakness. Live and remember your oath. Just to make it so it's not these three people who have magical powers and then also one of their siblings is a dragon. Yeah. I mean, he can even turn it, whatever. Like, we can we can fuck with it in canon. Like, but what if it's a dragon heart situation? So they're, like, a magical person like their siblings. Mm -hmm. They're just also now with this evil dragon. Yeah. So let's say that... Um, and that's where we bring in a new Hudgens. My idea is, because this is truly, like, Switch already has a sequel. I think this is truly the Night Before Christmas sequel. Um, yes. And it does have to be technically we're doing a sequel to the night before it's like Christmas. it's like captain america civil war right it's technically an avengers yeah. movie but it's like it's it's <laughs> the night actually no oh my god i have the title already then well maybe what is it good i made a joke when jackson and I were talking about watching this we refused to call it a night before christmas jackson called it um back to the feudal which i thought was very funny and i came up with hudgens and dragons <laughs> okay we'll see once we're to at the end but yeah uh, okay we have 10 minutes, so... Well, what I was going to say is that this fourth sibling, maybe at one point, was very an honorable knight within King Cole, or Sir, Sir Cole's I time. I see. And he was a famous dragon slayer. He led campaigns to fight dragons, but maybe he became very obsessed with doing it, and the more and more dragons he killed, the more essence of the dragon he brought into himself until he eventually became corrupt. Ooh. Um, that's kind of the idea that... And, Meanwhile, Santa, the crone, and then the old man um, uh, from the uh, from the Switch movies. Switch. They they are also existing in the world. They're kind of like the wizards, right? In Lord of the Rings, yeah. you know, like you know, they're all <laughs> yeah. They were they were birds. No, that's good. I mean, they're birthed by birds, you know, like. <laughs> I like this. I think that having Sir Jeffrey. I looked it up just to make sure. Sir Jeffrey is the brother. Mm. I believe. And I like the idea of we retcon them that the post credit scene is the crone is like, I'm going to make you a great dragon slayer or whatever. And then little do they know that that actually he gets like maybe after he kills the dragons, he gets their treasure and he gets dragon sickness. Like the idea of like the greed and the lust for gold that dragons have. And over time, it physically like morphs him into a dragon. Yeah, I, and I got kind of like the vibes of the crone is she's kind of like a druidic sort of person. Um being in the woods and whatnot um mm -hmm. um so maybe like the there was a dragon and she uh enchanted sir jeffrey to go to he gave she gave him the chops to go fight the dragon and then mm -hmm. um to because it was destroying the forest and like her land and everything and it was becoming a havoc and then he does and that's the first dragon he kills thus starting the the trend right yeah and so he becomes like a great dragon slayer and as he kills more dragons he starts to like accrue their gold or some amount of their gold and again in in mythology and D, &D dragon gold is cursed yeah and like usually it's you become like more evil and jealous and covetous and greedy but also what if there's like a physical transformation and he slowly turns into a dragon so the time we are at present day with sir cole and all of that he is 
a dragon. Okay, yeah, so it could be in present day. Because I was going to pitch that maybe the crone shows up to Sir Cole in the future. I and, see. And be like, we need we need your help. We, you need you to come back. And then um, him and uh, Brooke mm-hmm. travel back in time. And then it's kind of like a swapped sort of like idea of the movie. A swap? Um, yeah, a swap. But we would have to deal with like the dragon being alive in present day too right or maybe like yeah i maybe it woke up so here's okay so here's my idea he became a dragon in the past because of this lore thing santa and his siblings fought that dragon and they defeated it but really it was just like in hibernation like they were able to put it to sleep okay it has now woken up for reasons yeah which we can figure out in the plot my pitch also uh sir cole was in norwich or norwich in the whatever century what if that's now in montanero or belgravia or one of the princess sure. switch that's how we tie them in yeah somehow because i just love the idea of like the league of hudgens is fighting a dragon yeah with like sir cole and maybe the prince and frank his butler who just fucked that guy but yeah mrs donatelli with a like an assault rifle yeah oh yeah that's gonna happen a battle axe um <laughs> her leaning out a window like with a tommy gun yeah we're doing that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we we have seven minutes. So. Um, yeah, so I think that's when we converge. Like, so Brooke is obviously another descendant of whatever this line is. Um, yeah. is part of the family and ended up in wherever the fuck she was. I don't is in like a small town. Yeah, and, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and when Sir Cole gets this call, he has to go to San Martinero. Um, and mm-hmm. that's correct. Is that right, Montanero? I, not sand uh, it's just oh Montanero. <laughs> what i was trying i don't know why i said sand it's like, like well san martin is like a country oh, like oh okay so they go to <laughs> they go to Montanero um to appeal uh-huh. to the queen to get her to take this seriously um and at that point it is uh it is margaret i, I think they have a tr- i think they have trouble like getting to convince her um and maybe the old man reveals himself and is like no, this is real. And that's how we, I think that's when we learn. And maybe that's when we kind of learn that the crone and the old man are related and they're magical siblings. Um, mm-hmm. And because the crone will be there, so will Sir Cole, so will Brooke. And what do you think about that? I like it. I think that's good. I think then the, like, okay, great. So, like, let's get, then let's get your, let's get Santa and he can help. It's like, no, because we, t- we made this joke with, um, I think Matilda two back in the habit like or some other movie where it's like well why don't they get the avengers like oh no they're just off somewhere else yeah like um so okay so we get them together and i think do we have all of the vanessa hudgenses brooks stacy margaret and fiona combined or i i like the idea of i don't I mean, th- definitely margaret um so what i want like the idea of like breaking the curse and everything um mm-hmm. is it has something to do with their bloodline right like mm-hmm. um like maybe yeah. they have to like the blood of four ancestors of this bloodline um and they have to appeal i i just imagine like there's like a prison scene with fifi where they're like talking to her through the glass it's like okay but i'm i'm fine with it but you'd have to get me out of here that's the deal right you know right. um so skipping to the end of like what we what they need to do uh to mm-hmm. like defeat the dragon but i imagine like maybe it's like the blood of four ancestors from this bloodline uh whatever it is um i forget the name of the uh 
the it's like yeah it doesn't matter whatever the brooks last name was and no no it's whatever uh margaret stacy stacy's last name is uh de novo de novo and it and it was some spinoff of d'onofrio so yeah. vincent d'onofrio is canon in this world as well yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, actually vincent d'onofrio voices the dragon yeah uh no it's voiced by zach efron uh, <laughs> that's also very funny i mean my pitch was going to be the new uh hudgens that we introduced in this movie was going to be she voices the dragon but got it i do think we need to add a new vanessa hudgens into this movie and also then for the romance plot yeah because we have to have a rom-com as well this has to be a rom-com in which four vanessa hudgens is possibly five fight a dragon yeah well i think um uh, that's easy in sir cole's time it's one of her ancestors, right? Like in, in the medieval mm. time. So maybe she's like a dragon lancer. Um, and uh, she was part of Sir Jeffrey's like crew until uh, eventually she noticed he was being corrupted and um, okay. spun off and did her own thing. So they have to go back in time and get her to uh, come back right. into to come back to the future. I'll... I'll stop fighting you on the t- somebody time traveling aspect of this movie. Yeah, I mean, the the crone can seemingly just do it, right? You know, um, yeah. even though it seemed like to be like a charm or a curse or something like that or, or a quest. So, um, hmm. but yeah, what do you think? What do you, what do you think about that? My idea was more of like a modern day person, just so we could get another fun wild stereotype going. Um, I like, dra- but I'm also fine with Dragon Lancer, Dragon Lancer, yeah. Imagine like her in like armor and like a huge pike. Like, I'm gonna need about 20 minutes, so let's go ahead and pause the recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how does this movie end? Do they kill Sir Jeff? Do they kill the dragon? Do they heal the dragon? Does yeah, I think it's about breaking the curse. I don't think they're gonna kill anybody. Like, I think it's about breaking Sir Jeffrey's curse. Um, and it has something to do with the blood of these of the the ancestors of the this line do you think it's sort of because i mean there's gonna be a dragon battle obviously um a christmas dragon battle um and remember this is a christmas movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i imagine it's taking place around christmas do you think it's like a lance that is enchanted with the blood of those people? Or do you think it's more like a mage thing? It's like they have to stand on the runes and then chant this spell. And, you know, like, what, what do you think as far as like the I resolve? think that it may, it tracks more if it's some kind of blood. Because like the, the prophecy or the spell or the curse could be wouldn't the blood of five royals or something like that. And then it's like, oh, technically... We have we're all the same bloodline, so we're all five. We have like royal blood, mm-hmm. so we all just like prick our hands and, and do something. Then that counts. maybe it's a plot that, um, as far as the line, their line goes. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been actually like an ancient Montenero like legend or whatever. It's in like a tome or something, and for the longest time, there were at least five Monteneros alive, right at one time. Um, in power I mean, five like people like vanessa hudgens at one time like there used to be like a council of kings or queens or whatever. yeah yeah i was thinking like okay so the reason the dragon is waking up is because of the death of uh or start has started to wake up is maybe the death of uh margaret's father because she he okay. was like one of the he he was one of the last um and 
being in that realm uh in in montanero at one time mm-hmm. it kept the dragon at bay right like just the presence mm-hmm. of them within the land kept the dragon at bay um but gotcha. with with his death it like made them minus one or something but i guess I mean, she doesn't have a lot of family i guess so when it could just be the coronation when whatever pot whatever spell was when like one of the vanessa hutchinses becomes queen the dragon will wake up sure and then that explains why it's happening now there we go um there we go um so our time is up so i think now we have it we just need to fill in some of the details and then wrap up the ending yeah yeah let's just think of like some of the character arcs i think like um yeah. I, I like I think we got the quest and like the resolution and everything and the reason. Do you think like do you think they try a few things first or they try something first and it fails? And um, do you think they just try to go and like fight the dragon? Like I think we open on the crone and the old man trying to like put the dragon back to sleep, or they're like warding the cave so it can't get out, and that's not working. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, you know what we have to do, and they both like vanish. And then we cut to like wherever Stacy or not Stacy, wherever Brooke and Cole live, and they're like, I don't know, probably drinking hot chocolate or baking bread because Cole drinks like nine hundred like liters of hot chocolate in five days. When Jackson and I were watching this, uh, they it was like, hey, let's uh, you want to watch TV? And she's like, don't you have to find your quest? And I went, of course, his quest is to watch all of Friends. All 10 seasons of Friends, that's his quest. He has to do it before Christmas Eve, which is the 25th. It immediately goes December 20th, and I looked it up, and it takes five days and one hour to watch <laughs> all of Friends. Straight. And we sat there laughing for a while about that, just the idea of like, yes, I finally realized my quest. I have precisely five days to do it. It's five days and one hour. What's your thought about the actual movie? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That could be a joke in the movie, like when we're seeing them before all the action starts. Is like, I'm on my next quest to finish Friends. <laughs> this is the roughest part. Uh, Joey, Joey, and Rachel are having a thing, and I don't think it's gonna work. I ref- I actively refuse to allow Friends into another one of our movies for eight more weeks. <laughs> so, what if um, the crone and the old man, they're like, we have to go, we have to talk to him. And him is Santa. Um, And they go to Santa and they're like, we need your help. And he's like, I'm I'm three days from Chris. I don't have time to help you. All my magic is being spilt. But I do what what, how he does help them, though, is he has everyone's name Uh and lineage like like he has everyone's names in books and stuff. So Mm -hmm. he shows them the names of like they know like the 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 history of like the five the five ancestors and stuff mm-hmm. so they go to him and he provides the names of all the different ancestors so there's brooke there's margaret there's uh stacy uh there's Fe- fifi um that are still alive yeah, fiona yeah fiona uh i hate i hate fifi i just hate it i'm sorry it's fine I don't think you're supposed to like it. I think that's the point. No, that's true. Um, <laughs> um, and that's how they find out who these people are. And maybe the all of the movies are setting them up to be present to break this curse, right? Does that make sense? Right. So that's why they're affecting, like, the night before Christmas. The crone is like, I have to send you back because you're a knight and you'll be able to... Train them. Train them. To fight a dragon. And also have, like 
kind of have a connection to royalty and like the royal family a little bit. So mm-hmm. like, um, we need this relationship to happen. They're your true love and whatever, blah, 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 blah. But <laughs> um, that was to- just lucky. That, that was happenstance. That was happenstance. Yeah. <laughs> that's like your real quest or like or something or that's your next quest. Right. So that's why they do that. They got Margaret and Stacy together. Or they got they got Margaret and uh, or sorry, Stacy and Prince Doofus, as I call it, Prince Edward. <laughs> yeah. Um, also known as Prince Doofus. The man who they clearly could not decide if they wanted Colin Hanks or Tom Cavanaugh, so they smushed them together into one man. Yeah, which I love that they just made him in the second one a complete doofus who is just yeah. like, so because he, he, he was kind of just like a plot point in the first one and mm. he didn't have much to do. But in the second one, he's oh. just like Prince Dumbass. Like, he's just yeah. like, but they he, they needed to get Stacy and Edward together. So now they're adjacent to montanero so they could easily travel then they had like margaret was gonna be queen um and maybe Uh, and maybe they (laughs) yes i don't i just you have put a lot of thought into a plot point in which it could just be hey i'm a magical crone and you're all in montanero now yeah i know i'm I'm just saying like (laughs) this is there's a reason to all the movies right and it's all for this Mm -hmm. one goal of breaking this dragon curse or this dragon's going to destroy all of Montanero. Right. Um, right. So they're, they're just setting. So all of the movies are setting up to get all of the Hutchins uh, characters together so they can use their blood to break this curse. Uh, okay. I'm going to throw a pitch out for you then. Okay. Because it seems like we're kind of leaning away from Cole as a prota as like a, a part for the story. What if, we stick with the fifth Hudgens is the dragon lancer, but she's the one who got corrupted and turned into the dragon. Oh, interesting. instead of the okay. brother. And so, Oh, but that's the thing. We do flashbacks to her and Joff, Jeffrey, Sir Jeffrey fighting dragons and stuff, but we play it like he's the one who gets corrupted. Mm-hmm. So the idea is when it's like the bloodline of the dragon's bloodline must be there to break the curse. They think it's Cole. But once they get there, we find out, no, it's the four Hudgenses. That's good. And But we, we play with them through flashback, like that, that Sir Cole is the one who, and then it's like, oh, okay, that's, they're going to need to go back in time and get her. In reality, they need to go back in time and maybe get Sir Jeffrey. I don't know. If you still want to stick with the time travel, I just think as a movie point, if we're going to introduce a new Hudgens, it makes more sense if she, maybe being their ancestor from the farthest past, is the one who is the dragon. That makes sense. That makes complete sense. And so they gather all together. It's like all of the ancestors um, need to spill their blood to... I guess descendants, technically. Desc- yeah, case. yeah. All of their descendants need to spill their blood on this uh, on this tube. Uh-huh. Oh, do you think it's like... Do you think it's a blade or something? Or do you think it's like maybe like a... Maybe it's like a, yeah. a bowl or like a coop that they have to put a little bit of their blood into um hmm. and and then they all do it and they think it's breaking the curse but then for some reason it's not working and then they have to figure out how do they figure out that the dragon is actually um the okay. fifth Vanessa Hutchins as the last descendant who needs to spill their blood into the cup to break the curse i mean the dumb way to do it is that throughout the movie something like a blade or something has pricked all four of them accidentally and then that like they that stabs the dragon or whatever and it's like oh it had all our blood on it oh my god and then we find out 
the, uh, I mean, the easy way is something happens and they discover it. Like maybe they find Sir Jeffrey's body in the cave. That's and good. And they realize, oh, he wasn't the dragon. She was. That's good. That would be the only, like, the, the way this franchise works, it would be the first one if Netflix was making the movie. Yes. Where each of them gets cut by something and they happen to cut the dragon with that. That is how Netflix would handle this. I think a better way might be they find Sir Jeffrey's body in the cave. Yeah, Sir Cole is there in the cave with them because he, I think I think all the family's there except maybe, like, mm-hmm. Kevin's daughter. <laughs> um, oh, no, she is armored up to the T. Yeah, yeah like kevin's there he's the he's the he's the cookie he's the uh, king <laughs> yeah yeah he, I mean, he is the king uh <laughs> are you telling me you you pitched me the idea of vanessa hudgens in dragon lancer armor the front you're telling me you don't want to see king kevin and oh, some gosh. sleek art war armor yeah yeah i'm not i'm not into dudes but that man's the sexiest man alive like that's the, <laughs> that is that is that is the, he's he, wearing he's, he's he's wearing like greaves and breeches and like like basically he's not wearing a shirt at all but he's wearing armor like no pants. no it's just all sweaters man it's all sweaters all killer that killer he's pink sweater sweater yeah <laughs> it, that do you remember the sweat the pink sweater in the second one no oh my gosh no. i do <laughs> How could you forget? <laughs> I remember the fact that they basically forced a priest to marry them in an airport. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I love that that priest was just like, "I've got to catch my plane," and the queen of the country is like, "What? Are you, I can fix that. It's fine." <laughs> when they uh, not to go, I'm gonna cut back to talking about that movie for a second. Uh, yeah, so, so when they, so when they <laughs> um, go to the airport and they stop him, I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. okay, this is like almost the end of the movie." And then, like, I, like, move my mouse to see, like, oh, we almost, must almost be done. There must be, like, five minutes left. And then I realize there are 15 minutes left. And I'm like, what else is there to do? And so they have this very long scene where they're getting married. And then a very, not not a totally long coronation scene, but it, it's lengthy. It's just, like, mm-hmm. they really wanted you to savor every moment of the 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 quick the slapdash we did it gang we we earned our happy ending yeah. in this movie in which you were never concerned there wasn't going to be a happy ending. <laughs> exactly exactly just so you know but yes um okay so i like the idea then that they realize it's their blood they like prick their they do the thing with like a knife where they just like cut like the palm of their hand into, and drip some blood onto a sword or something like that i think, and I think then... into like a bowl like that mm-hmm. like a stone bowl that's built into like the crypt or something or some, some, I see. Some, okay, some, like an altar kind of thing, like an altar yeah, yeah. or something. While the um, crone and the uh, old man are doing some sort of spell or chant that mm-hmm. doesn't need to be explained, really. It's just that they're they're the ones channeling it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. This Christmas movie took a wild turn for Netflix, in which blood magic is being done on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood. It's Christmas blood magic. Forget it, Jake. It's Christmas blood magic. <laughs> Um, do you want, um, do you want a moment here where, um, so they're, so the, I just have no idea how the sentence is going to end. Yeah. And I'm excited. So I introduced it and then I'm going to ask you, is this cool? <laughs> where the crone and the old man are doing this magical chant and then like, oh, it's not powerful enough. And then like from the shadow steps like a black boot and then Santa's there and he helps them. He, he completes the triangle and sure. like does some more magic and. I like uh, oh I like the idea where they're like I thought you said you didn't have time he goes well you brought six of the people I had to meet I had to meet here like you saved me about twenty minutes like the idea of oh, I didn't have to go to Belgravia Montenegro like all those people I had to visit are right here I can just give them the gifts after this like it's just a dumb bit where he's not there to save the world it's like oh, actually I realized I had about twenty minutes and it was on my way yeah yeah 
or it's like he was doing his christmas stops and like oh yeah he got redirected to this cave and like he was re- he re- he know he realized what was going on so i gave sky captain all of canada to take care of so i have about an hour yeah then he gets a phone call you bombed canada <laughs> <laughs> i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> god damn it okay yeah what what if it's like just to make it christmasy if we want to is that all of this has to happen on christmas night or something like or on christmas yeah. eve night on the eve of- i think that tracks because like the the first spell was if you don't do it by christmas eve you're never going to complete it if you don't do it by this, like, I think having that be the deadline works for these wild Christmas, like, magical beings that all of their magical deadlines are Christmas Eve. Yeah, I mean, all of their, well, all of their magic is fueled by Christmas. It's Christmas magic, remember? Mm-hmm. from, from yeah, And from, blood at this point. And blood. Yeah, so I think they do it, and then we realize, well, I think, well, this was Sir Cole realizing that it's not his brother. I do think you see his skeleton and his coat of arms or something, or like his his yeah. armor has like the insignia on it. Well, and at that point, because we're doing flashbacks throughout the movie, that's where the rom-com element comes in is the flashbacks of Sir Jeffrey and then the Hudgens of Yore. That's the rom-com element. Yeah. And then I think at the end of the movie, we'll, we'll sort of Stephen Moffat our way at the end of they send the dragon Hudgens back in time once she's cured and then she and Sir Jeffrey like that never happens and they fall in love and she's actually the ancestor of yeah. the four Hudgenses oh. which again we're t- we're gonna timey-wimey timey-blimey tiktokery the fuck out of this one yeah I I um that's a good <clears throat> that's a good addition that you just said like the uh romantic comedy or the romantic part of this mm-hmm. is sir jeffrey and hudgens of lore and those, uh, the, let's give her a name let's give her uh, a name real quick leia i was thinking like liliana so i mean liliana's good liliana d'onofrio <laughs> yeah i can't remember I, I think that was the name that the ancestor took i think it's whatever margaret's last i think name it was is, Denaro, actually, technically right or is that i think so yeah I, it doesn't matter we we know what it is, um, yeah. but the important thing is very clear that it's her, though. Like we make no bones about it that it's her. Yeah. And th- in the but in the history, back to your point about the skeleton, like coat of arms, there is something about Sir Jeffrey's armor or a weapon he has yeah. that is very clearly this is his thing. So when we see a skeleton like holding that or wearing that armor, the audience knows it's him. Like it's just we give him some very clear, um, like something he's wearing or holding, it, so that what if like. Maybe they don't get to go back in time and, like, be in love or something, but maybe, hmm. like, after they slay the dragon or break the curse, like, um, she does die, but we see her spirit there, um, and then, um, realize what she's done and, like, thanks them for breaking the curse, and then from the skeleton you see the spirit of Sir Jeffrey. That's nice. And then... Sad, and but, but a little sweet, yeah. Sad, but there, he's, like, I, he's, like, I had to wait for you. I didn't want to move on without you. Um, That's really lovely, Madison. In fact, yeah, I like it. Um, because yeah, because the whole flashbacks were seeing them like maybe not like each other at first, and like maybe she's like oh yeah, of be, course, be grudgingly like oh I I should be the one leading this charge or blah 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 blah, and then they fall in love, and then we see the flashback of I think we eventually see her turn into the dragon, and then him going to try to appeal to her but then like 
as a cursed dragon who doesn't have any control kills him and then and that's when she tur- actually physically turns into a dragon yeah 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 she's being corrupted on the inside by dragon gold and, and the, the dragon spirits whatever and once she kills her true love that's what turns her into a dragon yeah yeah um um and and then we just still never explain where their ancestor came from, which I'm also fine with. Well, like, she could have some family that is, is part of the oh, same she's, family. Oh, she's the daughter of, of whatever, yeah. Montanero, whatever family. Yeah. Like, so there's, that family branch still exists. She's just, she's like the third born, so she gets to do whatever the fuck she wants, like be a knight or whatever. Yeah. Because she doesn't have to be king or queen. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Then, I mean... How do we, what's now, like, what's after, like, what's the button? I don't know. Are there, somebody has to learn a lesson, I feel like, of the modern Hudgens. Uh, yeah. I, it, we can, we, it can be a very simple, like, oh, um, it, they realize, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it doesn't have to be a huge, because, I mean, the first movies basically, I feel like, wrote the movie and then went, okay, what, somebody needs to learn something. Uh, I don't know, maybe she's not paying enough attention to Edward. Yeah, that's all. It's good. Done. Yeah. Well, let's make it about Brooke um and sir cole since this is technically their yeah. their movie um that's a good point yeah, yeah. um maybe it's sort of i don't know what's the lesson of the spirits that like it's patience and duty and like you know like or yeah, like and, and loyalty um i mean if we're gonna do the corruption of a dragon i feel like there needs to be some kind of not corruption in their lives but something where it's like change that could be bad like I mean, Cole was gonna become a cop, I yeah. guess. So there's something to do with that. Maybe, yeah, but I don't like. I don't know if we want to touch touch on that. I too don't much. really. I don't either. Um, um I, I kind of want. He for- becomes a private investigator. <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of want to forget that part of that because oh. it's just. Also, he does mention starting a bakery, and Jackson and I did decide that bakery was called Bayo Loaf. Okay. <laughs> oh. That's that's a good tangential connection to switched, right? Because they they own mm-hmm. a bakery. Like maybe like there's maybe there's something earlier in the movie where like he's heard of them or something because of the bakery or something. But um, we don't we don't need to touch on that. Yeah. But maybe that's just some tangential connection we talk about earlier. Um, I mean, oh, so the idea could be then that um, they're maybe having a little bit of like not a rough patch, but the idea is like you were thrust into the future, and I was like the first person you met what if this was just like not actually like true love like kind of thing and then it's like okay wait a minute your brother and an exact replica of me fell in love and waited for each other for hundreds and hundreds of years like i made the twitter joke that subtitle of night before christmas could be the quest for cuffing (laughs) because because i did still don't get that joke oh cuffing is um a trend in like romantic relationships of like some people get like partners for the season of the winter oh sure um that's for to have someone through the cold months where that are like very um dreary and like you know depressing sometimes because you know stuff so cuffing is like having a partner for the winter basically um which is what read to me like sort of like the the energy of of the movie a little bit because it was a very it was a very quick relationship that wasn't like there wasn't a lot of like investment she seemed very like enchanted by this man who to anyone else's eyes is has some marbles loose because he thinks he's from the past you know like yeah um, um but i mean we can play with that i mean we're back around to the next christmas and they're still together and she's wondering if that was like a thing like if she had maybe just given in too quickly because 
she was lonely and hurt at Christmas. Yeah. And then we see the Jeffrey, etc. thing. Like, sometimes when you know, you know. Like, yeah. sometimes you don't have to wait hundreds of years to to end up with the right person. Like, sometimes it just happens. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, there's a lot of doubt. Maybe on both of their ends. Because, like, he, mm-hmm. he's going to open a bakery or something. And maybe that's, like, kind of consuming him. And he's kind of, like, putting mm-hmm. all his work into that. Um, and it's hard because op- owning, a, owning and operating a business is hard. You know? Yeah. Um, and especially when you do everything by hand and he, you know, he's not, he's not, he's not doing, he's, he's not using like a mixer. <laughs> no. um, I mean, the price of beans alone. Right. Is, I mean, in this economy, everyone wants the Christmas bean bread. I don't like, <laughs> that's good. I, I'm going to say he opened a bakery and that's kind of like sure. the angle. And yeah. so he's, I think he's hopelessly devoted to her. Um, uh-huh. And she has doubt. Right. Like, I think that's the, yeah. I think that's the thing. So she's not sure. Because she's not complete, she's not as in it as he is, you know, like, uh, yeah. you know, so she's just considering, like, should I let this go? Like, what would that mean for him? What would it mean for me? You know, like, and then through this quest or whatever, like, she realizes, like, it's okay to have those feelings. It's okay to have doubt. Like, just talk. It's the thing you said, when you know, you know, right? And Right. And I think that we can also then use Margaret and Stacy. And to some extent, maybe Fiona as sounding boards for this, because I mean the same the thing same thing happened with Stacy and Margaret. They met the man, quote unquote, the man of their dreams, and within like three days, one of them was engaged. After she won a banking competition, the other one took longer. But they can kind of sound off on like those their experiences, and then we can tie it up at the end with the Jeffrey and Liliana thing. Well, and the whole the whole plot point of Switch Two is that her and Kevin had like a rough patch and like had like mm-hmm. some doubt, like had this kind of a similar feeling of just like, I don't know. I mean, something came up, she became queen and he backed out. So it's similar of like, she's like, yeah, it was, everything was great. And then he started opening this bakery. And like, as he started doing that, I started to wonder like, was he with me? Cause at first he just like, he needed me mm-hmm. cause he didn't know anything about anything. And now I'm starting to wonder if maybe that's that. And it's like, yeah, like, but we went through this and like I just I, I think that's how we tie in the others while still making Brooke and Cole the forefront of like the the character arc there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. I think I think that's I think that's good. Um, and you see their spirits like hold hands and then float off into the sky. And then I think, and then, and then across the sky, you see Santa is like uh, going across the sky. Sky Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you son of a bitch! <laughs> and credits. Um, credits. <laughs> yeah. Post-credits scene, because I think the idea is they're going to distribute this, like, dragon horde across the country. Sure. And even, like, Belgrave and everything. Like, to the people. Like, build up infrastructure, blah, blah, blah. But at the post-credits scene, we see as they're leaving, Fiona just slips some gold into her pocket, and her eyes flash, like, dragon color for a second. Yeah. And then go back to normal. And that's our post-credits scene. That's good. I like that. I like that a lot. I refuse to end an Equalizer Cinematic Universe movie without including something we can use later. Yes, for sure. I mean, these movies will have endless sequels, right? Yeah, I mean, how many Hudgenses can we have? The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist! Yeah, they just have to make a new one with a Vanessa Hutchins, and then suddenly, oh, it's part of the universe, and we can, like, tie it in. I mean, they have to tie it in themselves before we... I mean, we can force it in, but... yeah. I mean, it's like how we accidentally backdoored our way into the Jumanji universe yeah. by doing well, Fjord's Fury. Well, we, we kind of forced Christmas Chronicles into this one, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, it, it's but. not 
but it's not without the realm of possibility knowing these movies I mean, right in the next yeah in the next one the kids from fucking christmas chronicles are probably gonna show up who knows like you know what i bet they were in one of these movies and we just didn't fucking notice right so um, oh yeah there is that scene in the first christmas chronicles where santa's in jail and they cut to a cell and it's just rose mciver her yeah. husband from the christmas prince and their baby in a different cell yeah yeah um <laughs> Uh, all right so did we do it i think we did it i think we fucking knocked it out of the park i think this one is really good um, uh the only thing we have left to do is title it yeah so this is gonna be a night before christmas two so do we think a night before christmas two a christmas dragon um christmas dragon <laughs> a holiday dragon <laughs> so we don't say christmas mm. twice the curse on christmas I mean, I threw out Hudgens and Dragons, but I feel like that's maybe more on the nose than yeah. Nearby. It's like a little, it's a little, the uh, the royal line, uh, a night before Christmas too. Colon now with blood spells. Um, I'm trying to think if there's like a pun because the night before Christmas is a pun. Yeah, I was gonna say a night before Christmas, the curse returns or something, it, but it's not the same curse. Uh, but but I, I think it should be Christmassy, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Let's see. What are the other shit? I don't know if we can do this. A Night Before Christmas 2, colon, A Silent Night with another K. Um, I had one of my ideas I wrote down was Silent Night, Holy Night. If we didn't have any ideas, like I could throw that out. But I don't know if that necessarily works. Because it's going to say night twice, right? A Night right. Before Christmas, colon, The Holy Night. I think we could dig into night. Because, like, I mean, Princess Swat or Switch did Princess Switch 2, colon, switched again. Like, True. it's not like do you think a holy night or like um holy night would fit the theme of the movie with the dragon um ooh okay what about this night before christmas 2 colon montanero nights you know like okay. um uh like whatever instead yeah, of like yeah. there's movies where it's like something nights yeah this one is montanero nights but with a k okay i like that i mean there is a movie called enter the dragon which is like a kung fu movie night before christmas 2 enter the dragon what if it was like night before christmas 2 enter the christmas um oh my god <laughs> that's pretty funny uh, that, I, mean, I, I don't think it fits i don't think it fits the tone though but no i mean it, this also doesn't fit the tone but we have pretty much created Chris, night before christmas 2 into the hudgens verse yeah that is I true mean, i think montanero nights is montanero. so far i think montanero nights yeah all right so a Night Before Christmas 2, Montanero Nights. Yeah. All right. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find People can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching <laughs> The Equalizers. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at The Equalizers. Our Gmail is equalizers at gmail.com, and our Instagram is the underscore equalizers. And as always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S, like in SQL. Like it's sequel. <laughs> Special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Steps Strutting Off Their Debut Album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram by searching Banana Boys. And as always, that's spelled B-O-Y-E-S, like in all. Oh, yes. All of them is available on all streaming services now. Special thanks for today's theme music goes to Kring Bosby, the Christmas crooner. Uh, you can't find his work anywhere online currently, but uh, he does have some Christmas parodies in the tank. So be sure to give him a, a search there on social media. Uh, Madison, what are we doing next time? What's something 
not maybe not necessarily Christmassy, but fits the time. So I'm looking through just like New Year's Eve type movies mm-hmm. since it's not quite New Year's. Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. Uh, while you were sleeping, when Harry met Sally, Rent, uh, New Year's Eve, Waiting to Exhale, About Time, which. I don't know if that's actually yeah the, the opening of it's at New Year's. Um, that's an interesting time travel movie, which I guess we don't want to maybe follow up. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Uh, Carol. Four Rooms. Are we there yet? High School Musical. <laughs> Even though it's only one scene in the movie, New Year's Eve duet that kicks everything off will have you singing along. That has sequels. There's multiple I sequels. I'm I am keenly aware that has sequels. <laughs> There's a New Year's Eve scene in The Holiday starring Jack Black, Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, and Jude Law. Under the Tuscan Sun, which I think has a sequel. Rosemary's Baby, apparently. (laughs) You want to do a horror movie? Uh, Um, I really fucking don't. Interesting. The original Ocean's Eleven with the Rat Pack. Oh. It takes place on New Year's Eve. I'll say that movie's a bit of a sleeper. Like, a snoozer. So, Madison, what if... Next time, we enter a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the Twilight Zone 2. That sounds great to me. End of the year? Get some friends on, get some get some classic goof up Twilight Zone sketches. Some, some boozy. So, yeah, let's, like, let's celebrate. Let's, let's ring in the new year um with our friends i think let's ring in this new year with some light very trenchant political commentary yes yeah let's talk about politics just for two hours on our next episode (laughs) let's wrap it up (laughs) so for the equalizers i'm madison jones i'm mike noel that's not fair that's not fair at all there was time now there was was all the time I needed. To be continued. It's the most Hodgins time of the year. There's princesses switching and old crones bewitching a knight to right here. It's the most Hodgins time of the year.